Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode 87. Uh, we, I guess you could say this is the Eldor Lernerville edition. I think I say that every week. You, but. you always say, I guess you could say, I, well, guess, I, I guess you could say whatever you want. I no, guess. you said something else just a minute ago, but. <laughs> but uh, anyway, back from uh, Eldor and Lernerville, pretty decent weekend. Uh, just struggled a little bit there late in the races uh got to clean that up and get better and uh i say it all the time rome wasn't built in a day but uh back in pennsylvania this week uh williams grove friday saturday and then next week we're at port royal and then we get to take the big track all the way back home and uh get to run some of my local tracks lakeside uh, there in kansas city and lawton and devil's bow so hoping that the weather holds out for us but uh me and, me and uh, Sarah sitting here in the beeve going to do this podcast today and just uh, get ready for the next weekend. And get me packed and get me to the airport. Oh, yeah. Got to get her to the airport soon. So got to leave in like 30 minutes, and I have a whole couch full of clothes and one little bitty carry-on. So I still haven't figured the logistics out just yet. Yeah, she doesn't plan very well when it comes to that stuff. You take a <laughs> trash bag. <laughs> that'd be good your other uh suggested a minute ago was like well wear your leggings and then wear your pants on top of your leggings <laughs> well well if you want to take all that crap home sometimes that's what you gotta do well i brought my pillow and i i didn't think that through but uh, it's definitely it's definitely fall uh the weather oh, out here is amazing has been, i mean uh i woke up this morning and it was 46 degrees here so i don't know what it is back home folks but it's uh definitely fall here it's wonderful don't got to run the air conditioner, I can tell you that. Yep. But Anyhow, uh, good weekend overall, I'd say. Maybe one of the best weekends well, so far. Before you get started. We can't go into that. Before you get started, I'm going to say that all the merch is going to be for Port Royal and the Grove. We'll have all that, all the merch back in the trailer. and Back in the race trailer. trailer. Okay. Yeah, the race trailer right. for the next couple weekends. Apologies uh, that we didn't end up having the trailer at the races this weekend. There was another malfunction, and we just called it off. And uh, no big deal there. But now we're just going to convert everything back to the tow trailer with the car. But we will. he will have all the merch. I'm not there. Good luck. Um, and then as we get home, we'll get that situated. But... Uh, just work with us but if you want something order it we'll find a way to get it to you or come see wayne at the track and he will sell you something for sure okay well let's go into the results what you got okay friday eldora you qualified 11th that had you starting third starting i don't know you wrote these notes and i'm so confused you tell us right yeah because you didn't know you said it says two started i third. qualified 11th i said that started third in the heat. Which heat? That would be the third heat. Okay. And finished second. Finished second. Putting which, you into the dash. Yes. You started first in the dash because we are now, as of Friday at Eldora, three for three, drawing one in the dash draw. And then you won the dash. 
So that had you starting on the pole of the A, and you finished seventh. Yep. First of all, before we go any further with that, I just want to say that uh, Brian Kimenaugh has helped us the last couple of weeks, or a couple of races at Eldora, and uh, he really has helped me a lot with uh, a couple of things there, and just gives me confidence because I don't have to make all the calls, and I want to thank him and Stacy for coming and helping us, and really enjoyed having those guys around but, because he definitely helps me. But uh, let's go back to qualifying. Um, working with him was really good. We we went out to hot lap, and I came in, and, and before I could get the words out of my mouth, he said, you're on the right front too much, right? And I go, yep. And I was, I, was trying to t- I, was, I was trying to elaborate, tell him what I needed, and I said, I'm on the right front. And he said, well, you you can qualify that way, can't you? And I said, yeah, I think it would be great to qualify because I mean, I'm really stuck. And so we didn't make any changes there for the heat or for the for qualifying and laid down a pretty decent lap there and then uh like I say ended up qualifying 11th and then for the heat race starting third I just told him there was no way that I was going to be able to be on the right front like that behind cars in dirty air so we made some adjustments there and started third in the heat and uh, got to second pretty quick and could really run the bottom in three and four man we were good in three and four on the bottom but anyway run second and uh, put us in the dash dash redraw um got the one so uh shots got two me and him on the front row and i really thought i'd had a a pretty good crack at him because the bottom was pretty good there off of four but he was really good on the top and he ended up uh beating us there no we won the dash you won the, what the heck am i saying dash. where did where i don't know what the heck i'm talking about then on this one. Oh. I thought you knew everything. Oh, no, no. It was a feature. God dang it. <laughs> the feature. Anyway, we won the dash, but in the feature, he started on the front row outside and uh, just beat us bad on the start. He got us and and uh, ended up running second there for quite a few laps and then uh, got to moving around and made a couple mistakes and the bottom started to slow down a little bit in three and four and then uh, about halfway through the race, the driver, I don't know what the driver was thinking. driving through the middle. I started just driving, run through the, right through the middle in one and two. And I was like, took me like three, four, five laps. I don't know what it was. And then I was, I was like, I sleep. And I woke up and I was like, what are you doing? But I got to where I couldn't feel the right front tire very good. And, uh, as, as the race went along and I got the wing back. And so I didn't get the wing back as far as I should have. And I think that cost us a lot because, throughout the race i was moving it back and then i felt like i started to lose a right front and i just needed to bite the bullet and pull it all the way back but you know as a as a driver and i know a lot of the listeners probably have never drove a race car but think about uh running into the into turn one at eldora six inches off the fence wide open and you don't feel like the right front's doing anything to steer the car it's not that easy to do so I just, I guess I panicked a little bit, didn't get the wing back far enough, and then rode around there and was losing spots, and they had a couple of cautions, and I kept working the wing back, and there was a caution late. I don't remember exactly how many laps to go, but I got it back about three-quarters away, and it helped it a little more, and it didn't feel like the right front was that bad. And we got to maintaining. We wasn't losing. We were maintaining, and then and then uh, there's caution to, with, with about I think two to go or three to go or whatever it was, and then I just bit the bullet and put it in the trunk and was able to drive back by car too there at the end. So should have just had the wing back early, but uh, all in all, really solid night for us at Eldora, and uh, our car's got some speed in it, and I've got a lot of confidence, and and when Brian helps me, it gives me confidence, and uh, you know, just can't say enough that that uh, confidence means everything.
So I have a question. When you say you work the wing back, we've talked about this previously. I have all kinds of questions and thoughts about this whole wing moving situation. But when you say you work it back, are you just doing it like little increments at a time for your comfort? They can't see you nodding your head. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely am just moving it back at probably an inch or Because two, you could just throw it all the way back. At an inch or two at a time. The problem is if you throw it all the way back and you want to move it back ahead, it doesn't go back ahead as, as easy it does. Because it's got all that pressure toward it. So you really got to work on trying to get it back forward. It's on a hydraulic, you know, on a power steering pump, basically it runs a hydraulic cylinder. But there's a valve, and to get it to go back, the wind pushes it back pretty easy. You just kind of pop, you just kind of nudge, nudge the, the, the handle back. But to get it to go forward, you got to lay your hand on it and hang and just kind of just push it and hold it. To get it to go back forward. And Unless you've got like a yellow. and you Yeah, under yellow you can do it, but at speed. So if you get the wing too far back right away, it's you're kind of stru- you're kind of stuck for a while to try to get it to go back ahead. So typically you'll just do it a little bit at a time. A couple inches at a time, yep. And, you know, that's a 14-inch slot in that wing. So, you, so know, you can move it up to 14 inches one way or the other? Yeah. We're just learning so much about this. Oh, wow. So you fascinating. Think, you would think that as much time as you're around these things, you would know a little I bit I don't more. drive one. Why would I know that? I've seen them move, but I don't know, like, the details. But that's what it is. And like I say, I just didn't get it back fast enough and cost us, uh, I don't know that we were ever going to be good enough to win there on Saturday, but we were pretty good. I felt like we had a top five car. Friday. I meant Friday and just, <laughs> and just didn't do my job as a driver. I didn't, our car was good enough to probably run the top five or maybe even the top three. But I just didn't do my job properly. But uh, I was talking to Todd, the car owner, and, and like I told him, you know, I've been in those p- predicaments in the past, up front, racing with the leaders and this, that, and the other, but it's been a while. You know, we've struggled. And uh, it's just different type of racing. You can't make mistakes, and which it, that's in any race, but you just got to be better. And I just that's all I got to do is just got to be better. Okay. Well, Saturday, you got a chance to be better. Moved on to Lernerville. You qualified sixth. You had a heat race, and you can tell me what happened there because I can't read started, your notes. Started second <laughs> and, won, and won the heat. Second in the second? I was second in the second heat. Okay, there you go. And you won your heat. Yep. Put you in the dash. I can take over from here. Okay. Drew the one. Yep. Again, four for four. Yep. And need you, to buy, you said you were going to take me to Vegas. need to buy some lottery tickets. I want to go to Vegas. Um, so... You ran second in the dash because gravel like checked, checked out, out, like for sure checked out. Um, that had you start starting second in the A, and you led up until like lap thirteen, and I couldn't even watch. I was so nervous, but it was so fun. Ended up finishing tenth. Well, uh, like I said, first off, um, let's just go back to qualifying. We laid down a lap. Our car was really good, and Brian wasn't there with us, and we just. I, you know, some people ask me what's going on, but Lernerville, we've been really good at times this year, mm-hmm. and we're building a book. I say that all the time, and we've got notes now. We've been there five times, six times in the last two years, so we know what to do, not what to do, and just making a better book and knowing kind of where to start and all that stuff, and had a good spot going out to qualify, and I felt like I laid down one of the better laps that I probably could. I just, uh, I felt like... I could have been a little bit better off a of four, maybe, but uh, you know, I think we went a six and the and gravel went a four, so you can't even blink to that, you know, the two tenths. So uh, pretty happy with that qualifying effort, and then that put us on the front row 
of the heat race with Carson Macedo and uh, just beat him on the start. I mean, it was really good. You know, our Kistler engines really take off good. And uh, John's doing a good job with the tune-up. And we don't have stumbles. We don't have any problems here of late. I don't want to jinx ourselves. So, But uh, just beat him on the start. Kind of had to squeeze him a little bit into one, but uh, just take his air away and and won the heat and put us back in the dash again. The mister, draw the one. And, uh, man, I just I can't believe that we've drawn four pole positions in the dash. But Nobody it's funny, can. all the guys are giving me crap because they they're aluminum chips. And they think I took a foul and put a mark on one or something. But I'm going to go back and, and tell you. <laughs> I heard somebody say, does he have one up in his sleeve? I'm like, well, he can't have an extra one. That's not how it's working. Well, I got to I gotta say how this worked in the four dashes that I've been. It would be comical to a lot of people. But the la- the first dash I was in, there was, there was uh, I don't know, we might have been halfway through. So there was only, you know, four chips or whatever left. And when I put my hand in the bucket, whatever chip I touched, the first chip, I, that's the one I took. And it was the one. The second time I was in the dash, I put my hand in there, and whatever chip I touched first, that's just the one I took, and it was the one. At Eldora, there was only two chips left. The one and the seven. And I reached down in there, and I touched the chip, and I said, that had been working for me, but I'm not doing it. And I took my hand off the first one. That's sound and put, and put it on the second, and took the second chip, and it was the one. Last night, or Saturday night, I mean, I, at Lernerville, I was the second one to draw. So there were still seven pills in there or chips or whatever. And I just just stirred them all up because I didn't know what to do and just got it. And I ended up with the one. So there's no rhyme or reason. What did you say? You'd rather be lucky than good. Any day. <laughs> so anyway, drew the one and uh, just got beat in the dash. Uh, gravel was awesome. I mean, he was out of there. I mean, but, you know, if you think about it, he. I looked at it, I looked at all this stuff like I always do on on. Uh, race monitor and he beat me by two and a half seconds in the Mm -hmm. dash and i won the dash at eldora by two and a half seconds right so i mean i know he was good and he was driving away and i was i was i was starting to lose you know and Mm -hmm. anyway put a starting front row outside of the feature and uh, we made some adjustments tightened up i knew the racetrack was going to get slicker and go away and uh just honestly didn't go far enough i was afraid to mess the car up kind of the same thing that happened at Houston's earlier this year our car was so good all night long that i just didn't make big enough swings to get the car good late in the feature and that's where we're struggling i think i've got to do a better job but we've got to also do a better job of getting the car to be keep the car underneath us for 35 laps right and i just like that i mean i think the like you said, I led 13 laps, and we were fastest car. We were driving away, mm-hmm. but I just started to get free, and uh, lap cars didn't help me a little bit there. I kind of made a couple mistakes there as a driver, but the car really got free, and I just couldn't exit the corner. I spun really bad, and I started to search top, bottom, middle, anything I could do to try to get better, and uh, just wasn't working. I was just fading, and those restarts were not my friends either because once I could get going, I could kind of maintain but on the starts, you get, it takes you two laps to get going and get, you know, when you, got a, when you get a free car, right. just to kind of get it up to speed and just try to keep momentum. And I just couldn't do it because the restarts were killing me. But all in all, you know, uh, 
we just didn't do the right things and ended up 10th but huge improvements i think so i think i think so uh we'll see what we got for them at at williams grove because we have not stumbled across much there that i felt like works very good we've been better because we've been in the shows but from the b mains before but um you know we just kind of i got a package i feel like is going to work at uh, port oil but i don't know about the grove yet i'm kind of i'm still a little bit on the fence there but uh, i'm gonna talk to brian this week maybe he can give me a little insight and try to help me out for the grove because just not comfortable there and it shows what i can do as a driver when i'm comfortable right and uh, it's just getting closer and i say it every week that we just keep working on it and get better and better and it just it just seems to it's falling into place a little better every time. I had to laugh when I'm watching you race last night, Saturday at Lernerville. When you started to fall back, I could hear your voice in my head say, "Well, Rome wasn't built in a day." <laughs> no, I was. It wasn't <laughs> like that. your little head, your little voice in my head. No, I'm like it's okay. It's I was, gonna be okay. <laughs> I was really upset with myself last night more so than Eldora. Uh, last night I felt like I drove the car better than I did at Eldora, but I screwed it up and didn't get it good enough. And you can't be mediocre and win these races and to lead 13 laps. And honestly, early in that race, it was so good that I thought, man, we're gonna, we've got a shot here to win this thing. Mm-hmm. Just do the right things. And I felt like I did the right things as a driver. I think I messed up one time with a lap car, and that's when Brad got me. But for the most part, I think I did my part right, but the car faded. And I'm mad at myself for not taking the chances to be tighter. And that's where having Brian... I was going to say, do you think having uh, him there would help? Yeah, it definitely does. Because like when he was there at Eldora, he would run stuff across me or whatever. But I'm like, dude, you're in charge tonight. You do whatever you want to do. And sometimes I don't even want to know as a driver because I don't want to have miss. Well, you'll play mind games with yourself yeah, I don't want rather to, than just go, I you know, know my car is going to do what I want it if to he do. Put, if he put eight inches of stagger on the car mm-hmm. and he told me that and I didn't think it would be what we needed, then I'm going to then I'm gonna doubt that. Right. And I don't want any doubt. I mean, if I think a good crew chief and a good driver working together like that, there's a little bit of communication, but that's all there is until the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And then you decipher what you did wrong or what you think would have been better, but... For the most part, I don't think the driver needs to know all that stuff going into the race because he doesn't. You don't want to. You don't want to doubt it. Well, and and when what, you're doing it on your own, you've got all the information in your head, so you're just a yeah like, bottle whole, of mess. Yeah, you're. And then I, I got all that, and then try to drive the car. So it makes right. it tough, and that's. I think that's something that we've lacked as a team. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I'm the. I guess I'm the leader of the team, but it's just hard to do at this level. I mean, I've done it my whole career that way, but at this level, it's just harder to do. And Well, and you've had some people come in and out, but it, it's also, there's that chemistry with finding somebody that you can work with that you trust, and you well, and then some guys hand you, over the reins. And then some guys just jail right away, and I think me and Brian do that. Right. He's going to work for us some more this year. He's got some obligations with Kel Conley, and uh, I believe that ends next week. So hopefully, maybe I can get him at port, and I know we'd already talked about Charlotte. So, uh, good things to happen, hopefully, here towards the end of the year and get some good runs. Well, good deal. We've kind of had a slump here recently, so it's good to see things turning around, especially with you being sick, I will say, before we go to break. 
I'm sure the listeners can tell you are much more lively than you have been the last few weeks. I'm I'm definitely feeling better. B12 shots work. (laughs) I think I'm wearing them guys out on B12. But you may be overdosing, but you're feeling better. I'm definitely feeling better. I'm still not 100%, but I'm definitely feeling better. But let's take a break. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars, micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. Choose Outlaw. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top-quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, we're back. Question of the week time. Are you ready? Yay. <laughs> okay. Listener Kevin, he asked, when you roll out and qualify well, uh, make the dash and start on the front row, how does that affect your how does that affect you mentally, your nerves more or less? And he also said keep up the good work. Uh I guess my trying to, the question was when you when you unload, qualify well, make the dash, start on the front row, how does that affect you mentally? Well, I mean, honestly, it's probably less stressful than starting in the back. Well, I think it would be. You know, when you're starting in the back, you got all the dirty air and the car doesn't drive good. And yeah, but if you start on the front row, you know, you got a lot of pressure to do well, I guess you could say and all that. But I don't know. I just, I feel like I've done this long enough that like the last two nights of racing and I've been on the front row, the pressure hasn't really been on me. I don't feel like I put any extra pressure on myself. I just wanted to do a good job. and But like nervous or scared or mm-hmm. how, and I, I don't think I had any of those emotions because, uh, you know, I'm just going to do the best I can every night. And I mean, I guess maybe there is some probably a little bit of emotion there, but uh, for the most part, I'm just attacking. Mm-hmm. Our cars good better where I feel like I can attack, and it shows on the starts because we're winning the starts and mm-hmm. like I'm I'm not playing where you know they try to play mind games with you you know the other driver on the starts and stuff and then just just doing my job the best I can you know and mm-hmm. like I said earlier uh, just gotta you know I, I, you know our motors are really running good and so I know that that on the starts and unless I'd really screw it up you know not gonna get beat that bad if I do get beat so. I don't think I really, I don't think there's a lot of stress or emotion. I think the more stress for me is, is when in the pit area, up leading up to the race, making the calls of getting all the stuff right and thinking, you know, honestly, like Friday night with Brian there, and when we rolled out, I hadn't had no problems. Didn't think of anything was right or wrong with the car because I thought, you know, he had, he hadn't stared me wrong yet, right? And that thing's been really really good, so. I just felt like I needed to do my job. On Saturday, it was a little Your bit different. All... My brain was a little more mushy, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what was but... right and what was wrong. I thought I felt like I made some good decisions. 
But as soon as I went out there and my car was so good with a fuel load right off the bat, I knew I was going to be in trouble late. So, Because normally the fuel load, they don't drive that good. And mine drove really good early. So I thought, oh, shit, this is going to be a long race at the end. So, And that's the way it played out. But anyway, uh, I don't know if there's really... I don't think as a driver there's a lot, there's a lot of emotions. Uh, you know, I've been in a lot of big spots throughout the years, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of pressure, you know, starting here or there. And, you know, I can just like the 50,000 win at I-80, you know, I didn't start on the front row. And... At a red with like eight to go, and I was third. So, you know, that was a big pressure race. We had to make some we, because we're open red, and we had to make some decisions there. But we wasn't going to win the race if we didn't make any changes. Yeah, so it something. was easy to do. Right. Uh, if you'd have been leading that race, it'd been hard to make changes. You know. So, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know if I answer it properly, but. Kevin, thanks for the answer, or thanks for the question, and uh, I guess Sarah, I don't know, do you still send stuff out now? I don't even know. Yeah. Okay. Well, sure. I'll message him and find out. I mean, I'm always happy to send out koozies or some other uh, goodies if you guys want to keep sending us questions. Yep. Well, thanks. That's a good question. He must have been watching this weekend. Yep. Well, I, well, you know, your phone was exploding again. Even in between every race, we go back to the pits and... Uh, people messaging and sending words of encouragement. It's always nice, a little overwhelming at times too, but it's just uh, hard to, after the races, we're not ignoring you. It's just, there's a lot of you. (laughs) It's just hard to do after the races. There's 70 text messages on your phone. It's hard to reply. Well, then some of them, you don't have their number saved in your phone. And then you're like, I don't even know who this is. And you want to say thanks, but you're like, I don't even know what's going on. I was uh, at 4 o'clock this morning, or Saturday morning, or Sunday morning, or whatever you want to say. I was still responding. Responding. So if you got a late text, <laughs> I mean, there was a lot. So, <laughs> but, but we anyway. appreciate you guys. Yes. Okay, you ready for my question of the week? The most fun question every this week. This one isn't I mean. even great because I'm too concerned about getting packed. Um, so what's your favorite track up here in the PA area? Because there's quite a few. Oh, my favorite, favorite track in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Lernerville's one. I think it races well. It's fun racetrack, you know. Uh, it's very, uh, it's, it can be very tricky. I mean, there's times that, like, they had a lot of rain this week, so the curb was pretty gnarly. There's been some times it's been bumpy and, and had wet spots in it. So I think it's a driver's track, you know. It's really, when it's super wet like that, you know, it's not normally my forte, but our car's been really good. So, uh, Lernerville's definitely one. Well, we know the I like, <laughs> I like Port Royal. Port Royal is probably, as a fan of racing, mm-hmm. I haven't been very good there in a long time. Like, I run fifth at a gum out race. Was going to win the gum out race there back in 2002 and started running out of fuel with three or four to go and ended up fifth. So, I like Port, but as a fan, if you watch racing on Flow or dirt vision or whatever it is that's some of the best racing to watch um steve and the group there that work on the racetrack they've got it figured out i mean it's it goes slick and it's slick from top to bottom and you can race right against the fence you can race right against the bottom you can run right through the middle and it's a hell of a race and i think 
Eldora is starting to figure that out by letting the racetrack blow off. And you think about how good a race that was. Mm -hmm. Because we're not following each other. We're not all in one lane right around the curb or whatever. So uh, it would be either Lernerville or Port Royal. Uh, And I would say I'm definitely not a big fan of the Grove. See, that was easy. I haven't, I, you're due for a really crazy question for me. I'll have to think on it. Imagine that. You got anything else to add for this week, hon? Nope. I just think you better wrap this thing up because you uh, got to be at the airport in about an hour. I know. And I got to pack. Okay. As always, guys, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. You can visit the merchandise shop online at waynejohnson2c.com. You can follow along with us anytime on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Wayne Johnson Racing. You can get a hold of us anytime by call or text 405-362-0620. And you can always email us at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. Awesome. I do got one thing that we're going to add for this week. For any of my Pennsylvania fans, we're going to do a trade-in. If you got an old Wayne Johnson shirt, bring it and I'll give you a new one for it. Because I'd like to see some of the old shirts out there. Oh, that's a great idea. I don't have any. Yeah. Of uh, the old stuff. So if you got one and you want a new one, bring it. We'll trade out. That sounds awesome. It's a trade in event. Yeah. Bring in your old shirts. Okay. I see what I just I mean that way we can see what comes up, see what's out there. I don't know what's out there. Yeah, and your daughter stole all of the good ones. Oh, well, it's you know, Sunday today. Vintage shirts are the deal nowadays. Oh the kiddos. And today is my daughter's birthday and so She's 14. She, uh, I want to say happy birthday to her, but that'd be a good. She, I never even thought about that till just now. She wants all the vintage shirts she can get. So if you got a vintage Wayne Johnson shirt, bring it in. I'll trade you a new one for it. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, guys. Well, until next week, keep listening. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks.